I tell people that firefighters are humanity at its purest, and we are now in a time where people are so desperate for that basic humanity. And that is in itself a service that we can provide, and we're in a good position to provide it. Enchanted Sky Media. 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 Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again. Let's talk for a moment about what firefighters do besides fighting fires and saving lives. Firefighters are in a unique position, commanding respect, but not fear. There's a lot of community service that can be done by the Friendly Neighborhood Firefighter, and here to discuss that is Daniel Byrne. Daniel is a lieutenant and community support officer for the Burton Fire District in South Carolina. He's also an assistant chief of training for the Georgia Air National Guard 165th Fire Department, and he joins us now to talk about community service. Dan Byrne, welcome to Code 3. Well, thank you for having me. It's quite an honor to be invited. Appreciate the opportunity. You're a big advocate for firefighters performing community service. Why is that so important? Well, actually, there there are several reasons why we need to consider that. Uh, just a little bit of background about myself. I'm, I'm a third-generation firefighter, so I grew up uh, in fire stations and around firefighters and raised by firefighters. <clears throat> so I firsthand know as a young man coming up the influence that uh, the fire service and the men in, in my life had had on me. So, you know, a little bit of a personal background to this as well. But one of the things that I've looked at in terms of the fire service is there's several different uh, angles to take a look at it. Uh, but one, and I guess just the basic uh, approach to it and the consideration is where we are in society. Back during the you know colonial America in the 1800s, the, uh, the fire service was a community priority uh, because fire fire was a fear for all all the communities that were coming up. Matter of fact, fire helped build our nation and, and forge our nation. The codes, the fire service, how we how we design our, our communities were forged in fire. So it was a community issue that everybody in the community feared and faced, and firefighters had a very prestigious place in that community because it was a community issue. Well, fire, firefighters naturally, because of the nature of our job and who we are, are some of the best men and women that the community can offer. Very selfless people, very empathetic people, compassionate people, people willing to help out and just do the right thing. Um, but we're in a society that has progressed beyond that. Fire is not a priority in many, many communities today. Terrorism is, natural disasters are, uh, paying their bills are. But firefighters no longer are automatically in that position of community prestige. So we need to bridge that gap. We need to reintroduce the fire service back into today's communities on what they value and they see as a priority. So getting involved in their community uh, beyond the fire ground, beyond the 911, and just getting out and interacting uh, with communities on issues that they find that's, that they feel is important, feel is a priority, firefighters can truly make a difference, not only as we still continue to do on the emergency scenes, be it a fire, emergency medical, or rescue, will always have that impact, but outside that as well. And when you take a look at your, your run reports and how many fires that you respond to and how many time, how many minutes you actually spend on the fire ground, it's an awful lot of time in there to get more involved in their communities. And I often say it's the power of the badge just because of, of the badge we have on our chest and the title of firefighter automatically 
puts us in a win-win situation for any uh, community issue we're involved with to uh, to lead change or help support change at least. For some firefighters, this is going to be a major change in how they do things. Are you getting any pushback when you suggest that they do more community service? Well, I've been uh, actively uh, started with fire service in 1996 as a paid on-call firefighter for Scarborough, Maine. And since 1996 to where we are now in 2017, I've seen a little bit of a change. The, the, the new uh, community risk reduction is becoming more embraced, and I see it's more uh, receptive today than it was when I first started. But there's still a little bit of resistance. And I don't think necessarily resistance. Firefighters were our own worst enemies. We're the Moz heroes. We don't see what we do as anything exceptional because it's who we are. We're the type of person, whether we're on duty or off duty, if we see someone on the side of the road that needs help changing a tire, we're the type of people that would stop and change that tire. We're the type of people that will help a senior citizen cross the street. We're the type of person that will donate to a local charity. That's just something that firefighters will do off-duty, away from the fire station, just naturally because of who they are. So it's hard for firefighters to look at themselves and say, well, no, in today's society, all you got to do is turn on the TV and see how... how um, secular we've become, how individual we've become, um, no longer have the, um, the, the, the barnstorming that we once had back in the day. We're no longer a collective type society. How unique we are more so today than we ever have been in the past. And it's real hard for firefighters to recognize that. And it's even more hard for them to step into the limelight from the shadows of being a modest hero. So the pushback isn't a bad thing. And it's not um, that, that firefighters don't want to get involved in the community. They don't want to do these things. They naturally do. They just don't see it as a priority in terms of services they deliver. What used to be what neighbors would just naturally do for one another and what communities would naturally do for one another is no longer the case, and sadly, in today's society, but firefighters are still those type of people who would do those things. So, in fact, because society has moved on, that is actually a service that we deliver, humanity. And I, I tell people that firefighters are humanity at its purest, and we are now in a time where people are so desperate for that basic humanity. And that is in itself a service that we can provide, and we're in a good position to provide it because we have the, I guess, in a marketing standpoint, we have the, um, the market cornered on a very on a product that is revered by many. What kind of things can departments or individual firefighters do in terms of service? Well, it, it's take a look at your community. Um, every community is going to be different, and, and issues facing their community uh, is going to be different. And I'll give you an example. When this really started to to um, come true for me, we had a, a young lady who was in middle school, uh, and she committed suicide due to bullying. And there was a huge community uproar. This was a this was a, a major community concern. Our political leaders got involved with it. Our school got involved with it. That businesses got involved with it. It dominated the headlines for months, as it should be. Bullying is something all communities are dealing with, but it hit home here. Um, and one of our state legislators got uh, started a. Um, uh, committee to address school bullying, putting programs in the schools, working with law enforcement, working with the schools to help identify these bullying issues. I showed up at the first meeting and I was the only one wearing a firefighter uniform. And that was pretty shocking to me. There was a lot of law enforcement, a lot of educators, a lot of lawmakers, uh, but I was the only one wearing a firefighter's uniform. So I learned that was an issue just by watching the news and seeing what, what my community was concerned with. So it's simple as picking up the newspaper, reading news, or, or something that you're particularly interested in. Um, for here, I'll give an example of, of what we're doing locally. Um, that's really taken off here. Uh, one of the concerns that all schools have are school shooting. We serve a, a community that has three military installations. So we feel that school shooting is a little bit more of a concern for us, uh, maybe than, than other school districts. 
And we also realized that the time involved in, in a mass event when a child sustains an injury, uh, in, particularly in a school, they can't, they can't, um, they can't suffer the type of blood loss an adult can, though they have half the blood volume. So it's very crucial that care gets started right away. And that was something that the, the emergency services were concerned with, the schools are concerned with. So we started a Jacob Kit program where we're putting trauma kits in all the schools and all the classrooms for teachers and teaching them how to use uh, tourniquets and how to how to stop the bleed, which is a national program. And it's really taken off. But the the key to it is is we um as a fire as a fire department as Burton Fire District took took our natural desire to want to help our community, our natural desire to want to serve others, to protect others, and instead of delivering it in the traditional fire ground nine one one response mode, which has always been a priority historically in this country, we in turn took all that passion and, and desire to help and support and we targeted it towards an issue that our community said was important to them. So whether it's an individual looking for his own personal or her own personal interest, um, starting a food drive, a coat drive, I, I read firehouse.com uh, all the time, these great articles where the community's firefighters are getting together, individual firefighters, uh, one up in, in Massachusetts where they gave out turkeys to families that they had come in contact with throughout the year that they knew would be hurting this time of year. So it's just looking at your community. And I tell firefighters, if, if you see something out in the community, it doesn't matter what it is, and it's something that you think about later on and it keeps you up at night or, or it, it disturbs you during your, your peaceful times and that tells you that's an issue that's tugging at your heart and that's probably something that you could get involved with. Either you can lead the change because you're a firefighter, you really have that faith and trust in the community that, hey, if we get behind this individual, we're really going to make a difference because they're a firefighter, they're going to do the right thing. Or you can support that change um, by being a firefighter and bringing all the resources you can to the table. But just being at the table shows shows volumes and, and is definitely um, going to help support whatever initiative is going on in the community. So um, just know what you, what's going on in the community, um, your your social groups, uh, Rotary Club, Exchange Club, Kiwanis Club, they often have guest speakers that will talk about things that, that are a concern to the public. And just understanding community, get out from behind the bay doors, uh, get out in your community and, and talk to citizens and find out what's concerning them and what can the fire, firefighters individually as a company, as a station, or as a department do to um, at least if not offer the solution, if not lead the solution, help support the solution. Now, I noticed that you used the word initiative, which is fine, but it leads to a new issue, which is at what level do you have to be to do this, a department, a, a station, individual? And by that, I mean, I noticed you said you went to that bullying event, but I'm assuming you did that on your own. Is that true? Um, I, it, well, yes and no. Uh, I did. I always ask my fire chief, let him know if I'm putting on my uniform and re represent my fire department. Um, I always let him know, hey, I, I want to do this. Is, is that okay? And if I wear my uniform, if he had said no, which he would never do that, um, I would have gone as a private citizen. Um, but it, it really comes down to, if you look at community risk reduction and, and the basis of that, um, an individual firefighter can really make an impact in their community, and we see it every day. Uh, now, of course, if you're wearing a firefighter uniform and represent the fire department, you have to be concerned with secular issues or political issues and things that naturally, because you're a firefighter, you're, you need to be independent and a social service. You need to consider those things. But um, 
an individual individual firefighter can take it as far as they need. And people, you can change the world. For example, um, the Jacob Kit program we started. I'm I'm a lieutenant paramedic on a, on an outlying engine company, and I was able to start this program that um, not only has taken over my district, it's spreading to another fire district. Uh, we've had a department in California and several throughout the state ask for. Um, how that program works. They want to try to implement it in their jurisdiction. And a state lawmaker has contacted us about getting funding uh, to put this kit in all the schools in South Carolina. And I'm just a lieutenant paramedic. I have a little bit of background in PR and, and community relations because of my background. So maybe I was able to, to move a little quicker. But I was able to do that by having an idea, putting the passion I have as a firefighter to take care of people. And I think that's really the key here. Firefighters having the badge um, are naturally seen by the community as people who care, people who want to do the right thing, people who will always look out for others. So when you come up with an initiative or a program, you have that going for you, and people are more likely to support you and help you and put put faith and confidence in what you're doing to help advance your cause. And so it really, it's great to have a fire department behind it. It's great to have a, a, a station behind it, but individual firefighters can truly make a difference. It, it takes time, um, a lot of challenges. You, you hear you hear no a lot um, sometimes, um, and it's you just have to keep going. But ultimately, that goal of a firefighter doing the right thing and wanting to serve the community, help the community, make people's lives better and protect them, that will always prevail in the end. So you always have to take into consideration your fire department. You don't want to wear your, your uniform into any type of a meeting without your chief being aware of it, of course. Um, but it's what fire chief or what fire department wouldn't want their firefighters taking up a cause, uh, be it um, you know, addressing, uh, handing out coats during the wintertime, doing the turkeys for people over Thanksgiving, having a... Uh, uh, a toy drive. Uh, several years ago, uh, myself and another firefighter, when the economy had taken a turn shortly after 9-11, there was a concern with children starting school without the supplies that they need because um, you know parents couldn't afford to buy them, the school system couldn't afford to buy them, and that was a concern. Well, where are these children going to get that? So uh, he and I got together and we started to fill the tank. We dropped the tank out in front of a draft tank in front of Walmart and just asked people to donate school supplies. And we got 10 times more than we needed within the first hour than we did the whole week and we were there. Again, it was just an idea of two firefighters getting together, coming up with a plan, uh, making uh, relationships in the community and making that happen. And the more that you do that, the more you make community partnerships, uh, develop community relationships, the more these things will grow, the quicker they will happen. But again, I encourage every firefighter, if you're sitting there and there's something in the community that's bothering you, um, then Take a look at it, and you can be the change. Lead it, support it, guide it, but you can be the change. Of course, take into consideration when it comes to politics or religion, you have to be secular and, and apolitical. Um, but other issues of, of um, homelessness, reading issues, cold food, holidays, food, uh, food drives, toy drives, things like that, that can just impact the lives of one. You don't have to... This is another thing that I try to emphasize to firefighters. You know, if, if you said, hey, we have a large homeless population and I want to make sure, I want to help feed the homeless. Well, you might not be able to take care of everybody in your community, but you can feed one person and you've changed that one person's life. And isn't that why we joined the fire service to begin with? We'll sit in the fire station and wait for that 911 call and it might go 25 years and for the chance to, to make that 6 p.m. nightly news rescue. But every day we're in the fire station, we can still make that type of an impact in the life of another. Every day we come to work, every day that we our feet hit the floor, 
we just have to look at seek it out and and take advantage of our position in the fire service and the badge we wear to uh to bring those resources together and bring that support structure together and make it happen those are some great ideas dan Byrne. thanks for joining us on code three thank you very much it was an honor to be here and we've put some more information, including a link to Dan's Facebook page, on our website, code3podcast.com slash community. Check it out. Now here's Holly. Thanks, Scott. If you enjoy listening to Code 3, let us know. Or maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd love to hear it. In fact, if you have some criticism, we'll take that too. Just as Chief Bruno would have said, be nice. You can email us at code3podcast at gmail.com or call 928-985-0530 and leave a message. We're listening, so give us your feedback. All right, that's it. That's all again for this edition of Code 3. As always, thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 